It's us, and it's you. Yay. And tonight, Jesse Blake's Buffalo Sabres are going for the Stanley Cup in Chell. Wow. This if is... you can't stay up for the Leafs game, at least watch that. Well, yeah, yeah we have a game what going What time on? are you doing it? 7 p.m. Oh. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash SDPN live. It's our biggest stream ever. Make sure they're right at 7. I got a special little intro for uh, the stream. It's a big night. It's our biggest stream ever. It's fun. We're going to watch the whole Stanley Cup finals, and I'm thinking we do... Uh, seven minute periods so that's about 21 minutes each uh each game so we should be able to if it's like six games uh, the series takes then we should be able to finish before the leafs game if it goes to game seven i think we probably wait till friday oh! Whoa! <laughs> but i think uh i think our sabers are gonna close it out this is year four of our rebuild in nhl 22 and i I thought we'd get here eventually, and we did, and it's very exciting. With all the combined audiences that Jesse has, there's like 10,000 people watching per episode on this. Actually? Something like that. Holy cow. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, if you combine, combine the different platforms. Yeah, it's, uh, Twitch live, and then Twitch replay, and then YouTube. Yeah. Is that all? Is it like, what What do you offer? Like, what, <laughs> what Can you pull cool, your right? weight? Can you just pull your weight? It's okay. Yeah, okay. Really. I'll I'm try. I'm so impressed. I'll try. I'm so gosh darn impressed with both of you. Why? Well, you rebuilding the Buffalo Sabres of all mm -hmm. teams, the community the, that you've built with the Crab people. and uh, That is a community. It yeah, is, it's a good yeah. time. Crab people. <laughs> and uh, that's actually how Leo waves, by the way. Is it? He so basically the, does the... With the claws. Yeah, he, does, he does the claw wave. He goes, ta-ta. Ta-ta. <laughs> um, he waves at the school bus. It is... Oh, my God. I love that kid. But also, I listened to Agent Provocateur on the way in. You got a hit, kid. You got a hit. <laughs> I was listening to Mike Rupp on there with you and Alan Walsh. That's right. Former and, Danbury Trasher okay. and Stanley Cup goal winner, scoring the Stanley Cup winner. And by the end of it, you teased, he teased, actually, Mike Rupp 2. Like, <laughs> yes. He teased coming back on, and I was like, please do, by the end of it. He spoke for 80 minutes, and all of it was compelling. He's a great storyteller. He talks about how he was his own agent at first. <laughs> he didn't have an agent. It's okay. He went up against rookie general manager Lou Lamorello. <laughs> and he tried negotiating a deal with Lou, and Lou basically took his lunch money. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, though, the interesting part is they have the conversation, and then Lou calls him back. And that's what you want to stick yeah. around for. Um, change your opinion of Lou Lamorello. Well, and change your opinion of uh, general manager Mike Milbury because you think he's bad. Guess what? He's worse. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that story, I'm just like, oh my God, we're not hard enough on him. Yeah. Like, what a brutal GM. Yeah, he was terrible. Islanders fans, we feel for you. But you've got your new arena and, you know, two Eastern Conference Finals appearances in a row. So we don't feel that bad for you. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Not no. Anymore. And Zidane Ochara's back. So, you know, the world has come full circle. So yeah. life is good again. And things are going, they're winning Wait, lots of games. Was Milbury the one that traded Chara to Ottawa? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we did um, We did the trade tree for that. Um, it was, it's Zidane Chara and Jason Spezza for Alexi Yashin. And the picture at the top of the trade tree is usually the main player involved. But for that one, it's Mike Milbury's head. Because... <laughs> It's one of the worst moves in NHL history. Is there? Yeah, there isn't probably a power rankings for this, but we should probably do one. I want to do more like power rankings on this show. 
and uh, uh, one of them is worst general manager of all time. It's him. Is it? It has to be. His his greatest hits are. I don't know how many albums he has, but I know his. It's it's like if you only released Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> and that was right. the, that was the only album you ever released. Still it's, pretty do, pretty good. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, it's it's really really bad. Really bad. And he was there for a long time too. It's too long. It took them a while to go. Oh, he's really not good. He's super not good. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. uh also. Um. Uh, we've got so I lo- I want to read the show with this tweet because I think it's so apt. It's from Dom Lecision. It shouldn't be that hard to make a nice jersey. It, I mean, and this is from yesterday. Made me realize we grade on a curve. It's from forty five minutes ago, by the way. This tweet. This is not from New Jersey. This is after. This is after watching New Jersey special jersey and then Team Canada's jersey and then Team USA's jersey came so out today. I have seen Canada's. I have not seen Team USA's. Let's start with New Jersey's jersey. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, uh, by the way, I want to shout you out because he came, Jesse comes out with a whole merch line that says hat and sweater and whatever because the the New Jersey uh, uh, jersey just says jersey on it. If you're unfamiliar so far with what happened. Yeah. But the thing was, New Jersey then went and copied him. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the devils yeah. just went and copied him and then posted it and then barred down posted it. I'm like, where did you guys all get that idea from? I'm sure they all had it. They're just... They can't beat Jesse Blake. Yeah, it wasn't. It, I wasn't the most innovative sale. idea. It's just I I did it first, and then they followed up. We should know? sue the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> and we should also, live my childhood dream. It's, and it's sue their them. idea because they made the well. Martin Brodeur made this made the jerseys with the jersey on them. So, are you guys familiar with aesthetics? Christmas? Yes. I want to read the beginning of this. This is a this is a blog on jerseys, and they do concepts and everything. If you're a jersey nerd, TJ on the morning show at, at Virgin is a huge jersey nerd. He likes to spend like all day creating a team and then doing every little piece of their jersey. Loves to do that. I used to have the time for that as a kid. Uh, one of He said, one of the mm-hmm. NHL's last third jersey holdouts finally joined the fray as the New Jersey Devils unveiled their alternate uniform after it leaked last week. Before I share my take, and it's a hot one, admittedly, let's first get a good unbiased look at it. So then he shows you, and it's Nico Heischer. And here's the thing. I love the way New Jersey set this up. If you haven't seen this picture yet, you've seen the jersey. And so it points to the shoulder stripes and says, the legacy. And then it points to the black part of the jersey and writes, the new era. And new era isn't even their sponsor. It's Fanatics or Adidas. Then you've okay. got the side, <laughs> the elbow stripes, which is the roots. And then it says, it, then there's an arrow pointing to the part, the actual text that says Jersey on the Jersey. And it says the people. And then there's a white, uh, uh, basically line, hemline around the base of the Jersey. And it says the 21 counties. None of which makes sense. Jesus. So wait, you're saying this, this Jersey all the goofy stripes and everything, it means something. Right. Can everyone just make a jersey that looks goddamn good? You're so, not soccer. You're not. Stop it. So when in soccer, you win a championship, you get a little star. Yeah. And you and if you have a jersey without it, you can, or a kit, without it, you can go and get one and have it put on. Or you just buy a new one, get the star put on. I know Ohio State and uh, the football team, the Buckeyes in the States, they do that with their helmets. So all their they have stars on their helmets. That's for each championship. Win. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. I'm for it. And if hockey wants to start it, I'm for it. 
But enough. Make a jersey look good. That's it. Um, That's, <laughs> hockey is very simple. Make it look good. That's all. Well, That's all. So uh, uh, I want to continue reading this because it's funny yes. and it goes along with what okay. you're saying. The five-stripe motif seen across the uniform honors the five former devils who have had their numbers retired. The 21 stripes represent the 21 counties of New Jersey. A hangar effect design commemorates the team's three Stanley Cup wins in 95, 2000, and 2003. The jersey will be worn 13 times during the season as a nod to 22-year-old captain Nico Heischer. That's huh? his number. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I'm laughing now because I'm not sure I've ever written such a load of utter garbage. I'll explain in a moment. <laughs> but let's continue with the schedule. So he gives you the schedule. Um, uh, they they said the remaining 12 games will be announced this Friday, I guess because it's Black Friday and the jersey is black. But they gave you the, the days. And it'll be against the Flyers, the Canadians, the Blue Jackets, Arizona, stuff like that. I'm so upset. According to Sean Shapiro of The Athletic, and we've got his article up too, the 13th date is a road game in Detroit. Now... If you're here for just the facts of the new uniform and nothing more, we're all set in that regard. And this is the point of the blog. This is where it gets to his hot take. He said, let me point out by saying I like hockey jerseys. I like liking them. Even when others poke a lot of holes in the new designs, I can usually find something to like. A reason to believe. Friends, that is not happening here. Not today. This jersey is an abomination in every way. First of all, I'm not even mad that it says jersey on the jersey. Nope. That was the subject of a lot of mockery today. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I understand why it says Jersey. It's a local thing. Same as I understood why the lightning said bolts for so long. I didn't love it personally, but I got it. These designs are made with local fans in mind. What bugs me goes beyond that. The whole story is fake. <laughs> I'll get to that in a moment. And he goes on and explains why literally every piece of this is crap. And, and I, I don't want to read the whole thing because obviously we'd be here for the whole day, but you've got to check out uh, Isletics, uh blog on this because it's absolutely incredible. And, and the whole thing about Martin Brodeur having a huge influence on it, I think, bugged a lot of people. Well, I think it was Platinum Seat Ghost who's like, you have a multi-billion dollar like, organization in the NHL. The Devils are like a billion dollar team. And to design our jersey, we got a retired goalie. All right. Who made a jersey supposedly honoring himself? Because like he designed it and there's something on the jersey to honor the people who have their number retired. He's one of them, I assume. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> so he's honoring himself. Good for him. Well, and, and then of course people put it side by side with the Blackhawks winter classic jersey. And it's the exact same thing. It's the same thing. It's the first thing I thought of. And and that's the 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 part that part is scary. It's almost identical. The only thing that changes is the insignia on the front. And and I I I didn't understand this. One of the things that Sean Shapiro, when he interviewed them about this, they said it had to be black. We knew that. The, Why? Why? Red is such a strong color, <clears throat> and they're the team in the league known for being red. Red is a strong color. You see a sports car, you see that car in red, it takes it up a notch. That's the reason why Ferrari is mostly red. And you got the opportunity to have a red, unbelievably like bright, incredible, kind of threatening jersey. And you go with that. Black is so overdone right now in oh, sports too. That's I was, the thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Every team has their, ah, oh, we're doing the black jersey. 
Because like, for a long time, no one did it. And then the Brooklyn Nets came out with it when they moved to Brooklyn, and it was this cool black jersey. And then everybody in sports kind of got the Raptors did kind of a similar thing, uh, and then it moved over into hockey where in the hockey, Lightning, the, the Ducks, the Ducks stars. got a black, the Lightning got a black one, um, the Chicago Blackhawks they got an all black one, and then everybody just kind of doing this black thing, and now it's played out. Yeah. And New Jersey just decided to keep going with that theme it, that's already been played out. It's a bad beer league jersey. Ooh. It is. It's a bad beer league jersey. And uh, it seems like a bad inside joke. It, what was very funny to me is there was a picture going around of P.K. Subban uh, posing with the jersey. And he's wearing it. And then there's this video board or whatever behind him with all these cool lights. And I was like, the video board looks better. You should have gone with the design on the video board. This one? Yes. If they had a jersey that looked like that, it'd be better. Describe it for anybody it's, listening. Because it's got red. <laughs> it's got actual red. It's the jersey in cursive with red behind it. Yes. Instead of all oh, black. That actually yeah. looks a lot cooler. Yeah. That looks a yes, lot cooler. Yes, it does. The design That's behind PK <laughs> is better than the jersey he's wearing. If you had just made the jersey red, it would have been better. Oh, for crying out loud. Or, are black. or commit. You wanted an all-black jersey. All right, commit. Take all the red off. No. <laughs> but there's too many help. black and white teams. Yeah. Like the Islanders, we were all like, what's this about? Yo, the Brooklyn. The Brooklyn. And I understood <laughs> it. I understood. Well, no, it's because of Brooklyn. I'm like, yes, but it's the... Stop. They're the Islanders. Stop. Where they off. were playing was also... It wasn't... Because their logo is actually the uh, the island of the New York where they're playing. And then they're, they were missing the part of where they're playing on their actual logo. It was all. It was all messed up. Well, listen, uh, Lou Lamorello has straightened out the Islanders, but we forget how how short ago it was that they were an absolute tire fire. Yeah, and I feel bad for the fans because that was a mess. Remember, you could go to the game and not see it all. It's over. (laughs) It's over now. Like that. That made me so happy when we talked about UBS last show because I was was like, it's over. It's over. They have Mm -hmm. a home. Mm -hmm. It's great. But now this piece of crap. So, so my thinking is like, so you're in a room, and this is always mind blowing to me. Because you've got the devil has changed very little since the eighties. They had the green, they had the Christmas jerseys for a bit, which was the green thing, and that's when uh, Gretzky called them a Mickey Mouse franchise. But when they became really good in the early nineties, um, they were just uh, they had black accents, and the shoulders were black. And I had a Devils jersey with Doug Gilmore on it, S- like a beautiful jersey, like really, really did. well done, yeah, really well done, and. I just feel like when we get into these third jersey conversations, I don't understand why we have to leave what made the previous jersey so great behind. Like what I liked about a lot of people didn't like the Leaf Sailor jerseys, like the Navy ones that were all whites. Oh, that's my favorite jersey of all time. I yeah. love that. I have it in every Twitch stream. I have that jersey hanging behind me because my favorite Leafs jersey. Jesse loves it. Yeah. It's not for me. I think a big part but is of it that a Leafs is... jersey. Yeah, it's a Leafs mm-hmm. jersey, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yes. not a New Jersey Devils jersey. Well, no. Like, if you were to ask the New York Yankees to come up with a third jersey, and by the way, I'm not always pro third jersey. I understand them as a gimmick, I guess. Sure. But the New York Yankees storied franchise, do you think they'd move away from the NY? Yeah, they come up with an alternate logo. It's just like Derek Jeter's head. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a, it's a thin slice of pizza. It just says, not a Hall of Famer underneath. Yeah. Asterisk. It's someone jaywalking. Like, it's, we, we're honoring New York's heritage by... <laughs> someone, a rat carrying pizza on the subway, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, talking with their hands. I think, I think what it is, it's that it's such a departure from what made the New Jersey Devil logo so special. 
And it is one of the more special logos around the league. Toronto did the same thing when they moved from what they were in the 60s to what they were in the 70s and didn't get it back till recently. Mm-hmm. I know a bad jersey. We had one for 40 years. I didn't realize how bad it was. But it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. The 80s ones were better than the 90s jerseys for oh, sure. Oh, easily. easily. I just think, um, I think with this, um, it's it's so odd. And we talk about the obsession with black. And Jesse, you absolutely nailed it. Segways perfectly into Team Canada's jersey. And Mike Stevens, Mikey, our boy, said it perfectly. What's wrong with just red and white, man? So why can't they just be like, what is the problem? Is that because there's other red and white countries? Like Switzerland, for example, I believe is just red and white. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm trying Which, which country is the hockey country? Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. I know no, what you mean, though. But you know though. what I mean? Like, we, like, not, not, I'm. Listen, I'm what? not. I'm not going to be gatekeeping about uh, no, 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 different no. nationalities. I'm joking. But what country is at very least the well, not reigning Olympic champions because that's Russia right now. But yeah, um, when are. the NHL was there or has a legacy of winning gold medals, it's you think of Canada first. Well, I'd also say this: there's nothing wrong with accents, right? Canada has used silver in Nagano. That that jersey was kind of cool. Yeah, yep, well, that um, was, and that was the. The style at the time. That was the style at the time. I liked. I liked the silver look. I liked. Uh, I like an accent in black. That's cool. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah. But the prominent black jersey thing does not do it for me. I don't. Get, it doesn't feel like us. And then they're obsessed with this maple leaf that looks like a turkey's ass. So I could get on board with the black jersey. I could because the World Junior jersey I think is really cool. I could get on board with it. There was something about the logo where I'm like, I don't know if I love it. And then I saw Greg Wyshynski tweet that it looks like a turkey's butthole. It does. He's right. And can I just say, I hope all of you appreciate this show. I hope you all appreciate the job we do in this podcast because I feel like we so often talk about... Here's, here's the two things we talk about that screws me up. We talk about Team Canada jerseys and we talk about the NHL video game. <laughs> All right. And I just want to let you know, every time I open my big fat mouth and I'm honest about these things, you cost me money and free shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Guaranteed I was on a list to get one of these for free and now I won't. Because it, I referred to it as the turkey butthole jerseys. <laughs> and now that, I can't get one. Well, you know, and you know that Steve's, Steve's too cheap to actually buy some clothes, so you might actually Correct. be costing him for Correct. a long, long time. Correct. <laughs> so thanks, everybody. I won't be getting the turkey butthole jersey in the mail. I didn't like the previous ones, too, that had the black shoulders and that just said Canada down as like a, you know, like there was a little oh. bit of gold on that, too, I think. And there's just been Canada has swung and missed, I think, since 2014 with their jerseys and I wasn't even crazy about them then. I like the golden gold jerseys in 2010 in Nagano or not Nagano, Vancouver. Those were great. Great yeah. jerseys. And I just what here's what I don't understand too. You have something good. Leave it. Do Why? we need a new design every Olympics? Is that a thing? I'm getting major like t- turkey butthole aside, I'm getting major um angry Blue Jays logo vibes from this oh, Canada this is logo. When the Blue Jays went Went uh, went mostly black with their co- their colors. Which again, do you see the trend? We're the Blue Jays. What's our primary color? You guessed it, black. And they, what? You know when they switched it back to the original Blue Jay logo and color and numbers and everything? Everyone bought it. Well, the jerseys exploded. 
exploded. There are, they were not expecting it. There are still thousands of Brett Laurie jerseys walking around. Even after the Blue Jays became relevant again in 2015. Because that was the first... They, we all liked him. First, he was the fan favorite when they came out with those jerseys. First wearable jersey for the Blue Jays in 10 years. Yeah, there's not a lot of... I'm trying to think of who was on the Jays when they had the black one. There was Batista, but he wasn't... I feel like he hadn't become a star just yet. So, Jesse. What's up? You're the design brain on this show. Yeah. Everything oh, that you no. see about SDPN... Oh, I'm not supposed to be seeing this. Um, I just every, saw the Team USA jersey. Okay, we'll get to it. It's okay. 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 Uh, everything you see about uh, about SDPN, all of our graphics, all of it, that's all Jesse. So, Jesse, you tell me. What's up? You're the one who's obsessed with fonts and colors and typeset and all that stuff. What do you think about Team Canada's jersey? The uh, black is their third color, right? So, I think the the hate on the black here is a little unfounded. It's because you need a the, every team has three colors. They're gonna wear it like once, right? Yeah, right. So I don't, I don't hate that. The yeah, the leaf isn't great. They they started that leaf. What was it? The World Championships. I don't or, recognize it. The uh, the World Championship jerseys had those kind of leaves. Did, they not? Did it? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to picture like Andrew Mangiapane. <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta say the white one's good. Yeah, I don't hate that one. I like the white one. And here's here's where the Canada white jersey gets it right and the Devils one gets it wrong. It's simple. You have a you have a stripe budget. You know how when you 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 create a player, mm-hmm. you can't just make them 99 everything, you got a budget? You should have a budget on shit. Like <laughs> to to put on a jersey. Like it's just it's too the Devils one is too busy. Right. The the Canadian one, what do you think? Is that? No, it's not it's not too busy. It's it's just fine. Jesse, are you trying to find the World Championship? World Cup of Hockey one is what I was talking about. Uh, That's where they kind of started the uh, the little spiky leaf guy. Well, yeah. Now the it looks like uh, they started to make the Canada leaf turn into like an origami swan. Uh, swan. Mm-hmm. And it's... No, why is the leaf... Why is it bent? Why'd you bend it like that? I don't understand. But I'm going to give you the some The white alts, one's fine. Alts from... Uh, Jesse, I'll text this over to you. I'm going to give you some alts from uh, the... Um, New Jersey, the Icelandics uh, uh, site that could have been great New Jersey Devils jerseys, and I think they'd be great uh, Team Canada jerseys if you basically copied the same format because it's the same color. So I just texted them to you. I'm not sure if you can or if you want me to email it to you. Is that easier? Uh, no, it's fine. I'll bring it up. Okay, these ones I think Steve solve all the problems we're talking about. Simple, clean, and stick at the heart of what makes these two jerseys great. Team Canada had a great leaf. We have somehow abandoned the oh, great leaf. That. The New Jersey Devil is a great logo. They walked away from it. Look at this. This is okay. This is really close to great. I think. What all I would change? Okay, so basically, I don't know how to describe this. Jesse, can you help? You're <laughs> better up? at this than I am. Okay, so there are two Devils alternate jerseys in front of us. It's there's one that's just black and red. It's got. Red shoulders, three red stripes uh, on each shoulder and three red stripes at the bottom with a red Devils logo. Without the circle behind it. Without the circle. Super good. The alternate one is basically, it's actually kind of a ripoff of one of Team Canada's ones. It's got the white numbers followed by two thick stripes underneath it. Um, It's all black, red stripe at the bottom, and a black Devils logo with the uh, circle around it and the white. I would switch the red logo over to 
that one, mm-hmm. the thick, uh, the two thick uh, stripes on the shoulder, right? Perfect. Okay. Perfect. And would would Team Canada not benefit from something similar? I think so. Just stop. What like does does Finland like because there's an animal on the on the jersey? I'm trying like to remember which one. Like, like do they? Tr- it's a lion. Do they try to make the lion look more fierce? You know, do they give it a cool hat and name it Poochie and friggin' have it take off to its home planet when we get sick of the logo and a lion holding a sword? Yeah, like this pretty badass. Yeah, does Sweden get super edgy crowns, man? Put extra jewels on it and stuff. You know, Russia with that weird whatever that bird is. <laughs> do they make it more fierce? You know, man, when you think of whatever that bird is why why are we the only country that does this jesse will you bring up the team usa jersey usa is at least three letters yes but what if their jersey was just a mean eagle well it should be it actually i mean they have the eagle what if what if they did the eagle from like ed belfour's helmet that'd be great okay i just talked myself into this being a good idea yeah this could have been great yeah now um, Team but, USA jerseys, uh, they look a little like uh, a t-shirt you get at Target. Um, oh. They do. Um, so they've got the USA patch with the, the the stripes that I think all USA teams wear now. There's that gold sort of patch at the top on the right-hand side, a Nike logo underneath it. And then you've got them in dark, like a navy blue, or sorry, dark blue, a navy blue, and a, and a white. And then it says USA across the chest. Blue stripe on the top, red on the bottom. That's about it. I I don't like it because there's two different kinds of blue. You don't like that? I like that. No. Well, okay. I should look at your jersey and immediately think USA. Mm. And um, I look at the third one, the more royal blue one, and I think Kazakhstan. Because uh. that's their jersey. <laughs> that's the that's It looks like a Kazakhstan jersey. Right, right. It looks like a Boris Astana jersey. Any Boris Astana just, fans out there? I think that's just the case of you need three colors. Yeah, red, white, and blue. You're the United States. But pick a pick a shade, right? Pick so, a shade. You want, so you wanted the their second jersey to be a red jersey? Oh, that'd be cool. Because no, I, don't, I don't think they can do that. Hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's I think it's just yeah, you've already got Switzerland and Canada. So yeah. the way I think Jesse's looking at this in a more reasonable way. So you no way. you look at Jesse? the first two jerseys and you yeah. kind of discount the third one because the team was basically it's, forced to make it. You have to make your third alt jersey. Hmm. So okay. and it has to be your third color. So like the team Canada, their third color is the black. For Team USA, their third color is this other alter, alternate blue. So I actually kind of like the first two USA jerseys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third one sucks, but it's okay because they're only really going to use the first two. And with Canada, I at very least like the white one. The red one is meh. But they're going to switch between those two and then the black one they're barely ever going to use. It does look like a turkey's butthole. God, it makes me so upset. I'm just... <laughs> I, I, How is this to listen to? And maybe... I, we were worried about this. No, no. I, I want you to think about your favorite jerseys of all time in any sport. I always think the best ones are the ones that keep the basic premise, the basic idea, the basic logo, and keep going with it. Like the Islanders logo, when they switched from that to the Fisherman Friend guy or whatever it was, the, the, the Captain Highliner jersey, yep. which I know has some fans. Like you you get away from 
what made the first jersey special. And I like when, oh, it's like, oh, well, it seems a little dated. It was it was made in the 80s, or it seems a little dated. It was made in the 70s, or it seems a little dated. It was made in the 30s. I think that tradition, I think that is reflective of the history of the team. You should go back. And that's why I always feel like with Canada, go back to, I loved their jerseys from the 70s and the 80s. And the reason for that is they're simple. They're white and they're mm-hmm. red, and they've got a few weird stripes on them. And there's always like a leaf, and it's it's simple. Some of, some of them even just say Canada on the back. You didn't even get your own name. It just said Canada. Too bad. Just in case you didn't know. Yeah. And <laughs> I think simplicity when it comes to jerseys is always the best. It's my personal opinion. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't mind the these Team USA jerseys, especially really? the white one. Yeah. They're it's okay. very simple. Yeah. They look great on the ice. This yeah. is I can't imagine ever wearing the white one just because like I can't be trusted with mustard. I know my Marley's jersey is white, and I still get scared to put it on. Yeah, I just I, I can't do it. But then the navy one, I mean that's Team USA. Yeah, the navy one's cool. Like it's it looks it looks more like a like a soccer kit, I think, than a hockey jersey. That's I think that'd be my only complaint. Uh, is that you when you boil it down to a really simple shirt with the uh, the USA across the mid chest. Like, it looks like they're going to play soccer, but uh, I think it'll work as a hockey jersey. The Navy one reminds me of the men's team, and the white one reminds me of the women's team. Just because I feel like, I don't know, maybe that's my brain playing tricks on me, but I feel like, like, I pictured Kendall Coyne Schofield in Mm -hmm. the white one, and for some reason, Zach Parise in the Navy one. Because he's the one who tied the game and made me poop myself in 2010. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that he did that. I only brought one pair of pants to the game. I didn't appreciate it when he did that. Oh, Whatever. Man. It ended okay. <laughs> it ended okay, but I was scared. That's amazing. Uh, hey, we, we, I guess we kind of didn't mention this, but Frank Corrado's going to be on here. Hey! Um, former Leaf, former Penguin, former Canuck, uh, former... Winner of the 2015 Most Italian Name in the World Award. Uh, is that what it is? 2015? 2015. Okay. Yeah, 2016 was taken over by Giuseppe Luigi. Okay, there you go. So we'll talk to Frank. Now we'll bring him on, and then we'll be back with like the press conference and all that other stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. Frank Corrado. Hey. He's free. He's free. He's free. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Frank, welcome, man. We're so happy to, to have you. I'm, I'm glad that this, like, just a random Twitter DM led to this. So um, uh, this is like... Uh, I mean, you're in Vaughn right now, but you're actually a member of Riga in the KHL at the moment, right? Uh, well, I actually just, uh, just I guess, terminated the contract uh, about a month ago. Okay. Um, yeah. So can you tell us, and this is this is part of what we want to know about, um, 
you can you tell us what happened at least with yeah the- it's, <laughs> it's wild man it's a wild place over there like riga is obviously in latvia but it's a, a khl so it's very heavily russian influence and um so around late august we had a couple games in finland um exhibition games and my hip started i don't know started bugging me i started feeling something and um ended up telling the doc like hey like you know something's going on with my hip you know i need we got to get it figured out he goes yeah no problem you know a couple days off and then come back to the rink monday and you'll be good no problem so you know a couple days didn't do anything i texted him sunday night i said hey um hips bugging me man like i don't think i can skate tomorrow he goes we will discuss in the morning no problem i said yeah sure sure so i get there he goes listen he goes you got to skate today. I said, <laughs> I said, I can't, man. My hip, my hip hurts. I can't skate. He goes, no, because I can't go to the coach and tell him that you can't skate unless it's like broken or, or torn or something. So, you know, you got to skate like, so, <laughs> so anyways, I ended up going on the ice and it wasn't, wasn't feeling good. So I, I just kind of pulled myself off. And then, um, later on, he, you know, he goes, okay. He goes, listen, you know, seven days, seven days, then, you know, we'll get you, get you ready to play. I said, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to take seven days, but like, you know, we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> so yeah, you know, he's trying, he's trying his best. Trying. <laughs> That's not what you want from your doctor. <laughs> so like, what did he do? Like, what were the treatments? Like the treatment was just, you know, do some exercises, strengthening exercises with, uh, with the physio guys. Right. Like, and then I would, I would go get like this, uh, stim pad put on, put on the area. It was very high tech, but, okay. um, <laughs> so then on the fifth day, you know, on the fifth day, he comes up to me, goes, Hey, you got to skate today. <laughs> said, oh my God. I said, I said, doc, I got two more days. You said, I have two more days. He goes, nah, team needs to know if you're going to go on the road trip. So you got to skate today. So <laughs> I ended up, I ended up going on the ice and I didn't feel horrible. And I just, I wanted to kind of get the KHL thing started and, and kind of get my footing a little bit with the team and the league. So ended up playing the first, um, the first seven games and then halfway through the seventh game, I was like, this is unbearable. So I, uh, I had to pull myself from the game and, um, it didn't go over so well. <laughs> like with the coach or the doctor? Yeah. just, just with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what is out of here? This is like someone's no, no is the team doctor. That's, uh, seven days, seven days. Good rest. Uh, you'll be there, was fine. Like, there was like a whiteboard. There was a whiteboard in, in the office and it had like, it had a date on it. He pointed. He goes, "That's the day you got to be ready." <laughs> You're what? joking. So then, so then, this is unbelievable. This, is, this story continues. No, no, Jesse, I used to work for the KHL. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is super believable. So, Frank, what happens after that? Because this isn't done. No, it's not. So, so, anyways, it just wasn't getting better. Like, and so finally, I, I kind of just convinced the team. Like, listen. Let me go home. I'll pay for it myself. Let me go see my doc there, see what's going on, and then I'll fly back, right? So I come home. I see my doc here. He take, we do some imaging, uh, ultrasound, MRI, all that, all that stuff. I go see him again. He goes, hey, goes, uh, got a three-centimeter tear in your hip. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Holy God. shit. Frank. So what's, what timeline does he give you? Is it seven well, days that I turns mean, into that's five? Not, that's, 
that's not even and then he goes yeah you also have like a like a cyst or a bursa in there and it's like pushing on a nerve he goes you get a lot of like leg twitches right i go i go yeah my leg like just basically convulses for <laughs> moments throughout the day he goes yeah so we're gonna need to take care of that so anyway <laughs> a few weeks had gone by i was keeping the team in the loop and it was taking too long so i think for both sides we kind of just decided like hey i think we're it's probably best if we just both walk away from this and I'll get myself right. You guys don't have to uh, pay out the rest of the contract and then you can find another defenseman who can help you. <laughs> wow. And then they didn't say, hey, seven days, get back, fly here after that. Like, I can only imagine, think about this, right? Three centimeter tear on your hip and a leg that flinches from mm -hmm. time to time and you got to fly on a 12-hour flight home from Riga? It was, yeah, it's like, no, not quite. It's like I was doing two hours to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam was about seven hours home. Oh but my, the, sounds comfortable. The dumbest, the, the dumbest thing I did was I left all my stuff there oh. thinking, I, yeah, I'm going to get this oh. baby healed up. I'll be back there flying, no problem. And so I actually got a moving company to like pack up my stuff and send it back. So oh. it's like on, it's on its way. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Frank, if your experience is anything like mine, it's gonna be on its way for a while. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that sucks, oh, buddy. Okay, wow. so we we always talk about this when, when a player's not playing right or something. We go, maybe he's hurt, and we we always hear about these horror stories from players. Often after they're they're done or whatever, uh, like players just play through gruesome stuff. How oh, long yeah. has your leg twitched? Oh, since well, it stopped now because I got I got like the right treatment. Or treatment. Whatever, but it was it was it was going there like it was going for at least a month. I'd just be sitting there and <laughs> it was just yeah, it's, it was crazy. And you thought you were just having like a good morning stretch, like <laughs> that no, thing. Like to 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 be honest with you, I knew something was wrong, but it's like you're just wired different when you're mm. playing. You just want to keep playing, and you don't want to leave the lineup. You don't want to. Hockey players love routine. Like if you talk to any hockey player, they love their routine. So they don't want it to be disrupted by anything like doctor's appointments and things out of the ordinary. It's like, I want to wake up, eat, practice, work out, go home. Like, a, you know, and so these things kind of, you know, you know, you need to take care of it, but you're like, oh, maybe I can just keep going. Or, or like, it's like the old classic one. Oh, maybe it'll just numb out. You know, like, it'll just numb out. <laughs> maybe I just won't be able to feel my leg, Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it'll just numb out. You know, that's like just that's so old school. That's yeah. so old school. Like, ah, yeah, no, just once you get moving, you won't feel it anymore. <laughs> you had a pretty out. good start too. Three points in uh, seven games here. You got a goal and everything. I was playing good actually for one hip. I was playing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I remember reading in the Players Tribune years ago. Right, I think it was Ryan Whitney from. Um, uh, I think it's Ryan Whitney, the Ryan Whitney, and he was talking oh, about his knees. Well, he was playing. He was playing in Edmonton, I think, and then he went to the KHL. We we're talking about. Yeah. And he, was, oh, yeah. he wrote a whole thing about the difference between the KHL and the, mm -hmm. the coach. Basically, just gets on the ice, yells at you, and you start skating, and you just skate. For oh, like, oh, it's all so much yelling. Like if we, if <laughs> so much yelling, it's crazy. Like just like if if you're not playing well and the period finishes like you can bet someone's coming in yelling at you if it's the coach or the gm or someone someone wait yelling. the gm's in the room well like he'll come down really oh yeah oh. Uh, what's the language barrier like like is it a lot of you just people yelling at you in a language you don't even understand 
Well, so it's funny because last year I was in Sweden. This year in the in the KHL, like the Swedes speak great English, but mm-hmm. they like to speak Swedish when they're in Sweden. And with this, we had Russian coaches who knew how to speak English, but every once in a while they would just throw like Russian at you, and then it would up it would be up to like one of the guys or the goalie coach or someone who spoke English to like translate for the guys. And we had like eleven guys that didn't speak Russian, right? And so sometimes you. You'd like look at like the other Canadian guy next to you. You'd be like, ah, I I got to be hearing that wrong. Like, there's no way that's what he just said. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. So how often? This is awesome. How this often? Is amazing, Frank. This is incredible. These stories. How, how often, as a result of the language barrier, were you just going out there and making it up? I mean, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing just improvising you're like i guess this is what they want i'll just go out there and play good <laughs> yeah like you know what i gotta be honest with hockey stuff you can draw it up mm-hmm. and there's video so it's pretty like i don't know you, you can figure it out it's more like when they're angry at you <laughs> stuff like that wow did you pick any of it up no not no. Really. I a couple things like but nothing like conversational so what was what was it like so you you fly over there i, I i'm assuming You'd never been to Riga before. No, I'd never been. And they brought us uh, early July to start training camp. So like when you guys were having fun in the summer, I was flying out for training camp. <laughs> wow. So what was it like? Like, to, like I would love to know the differences to, between like a, an AHL, a KHL and an NHL camp. Like, yeah. What's it, what's it like? I mean, it's, it's different, right? So there's obviously here we have the PA, uh, which has like the three hour rule, right? So you can only be at the rink for three hours. You have to get all your workout and your skate done in that period of time. No such rule exists <laughs> over there. <laughs> so like our daily schedule was like, get up, have breakfast, um, go do like this two hour workout on like either the beach or the track or something like that. Like, and it was all your heart rate monitor up. Like you got to get in like a certain heart rate zone uh, for a certain amount of time. So you do that for like two hours back, have lunch and then come back to the rink for a skate and a night workout and then dinner and then you're just gasps and then you just do that like six days a week and then oh yeah i think they would they would give us like one day where it was a little lighter within those six days and then sunday was off so yeah but yeah it's crazy it's 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 bonkers and all that you're in great shape though like like oh yeah I, i wear this like this uh it's like a whoop I don't know if you guys know I got, that, but like I got mine on right here. Yeah, and like my <laughs> resting heart rate, like during this camp, my resting heart rate was going down to thirty-five. Oh gosh, beats what, per minute. What's a normal? What's normal? Just for context, I, I don't know. Like it, it really depends on the person. But I'll tell you, like right now, since I haven't been as active, like I'm up to like forty-two. So, <laughs> you know, like that's how like that's how good of shape you're in just from doing that but it's hard on the body like i'm a regular guy and i'm at 69 sitting here doing this podcast nice you were at 35 (laughs) frank yeah i was at 35 i like i'm in a group with my buddies and they were like they would text me like hey so did you sleep last night or did you hibernate like what (laughs) yeah you're like a reptile what the Jesus. You're close to death there, man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you sit down and you're like, I'm just going to put myself to sleep. It's amazing. Yeah. This is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, crazy. and, and Riga, the play, like, how was the, what was the fan support like? Like, is oh, it different? great. You yeah. know what? Like super, super nice. Um, you know, it's Eastern Europe, but uh, with a little Russian influence, but it's a beautiful town. 
Uh, people were super friendly, very helpful. Fans were good. Like they couldn't go to games last year. Um, so they were pumped to get back to the rink this year and good fan section guys banging the drums, people running up and down when we would score. It was cool. Wow. So there's been so many things in your career and we got to see them, uh, as Leaf fans with the whole free Frank Corrado movement and everything. I, I wouldn't ask you what the next step in your career is because I mean, you're sort of in the middle of recovering and everything, but. Do you ever feel like you're part of a show called Everybody Hates Frank? Like, it just feels like thing after thing after thing no. happens to you, man. Not, and it's not that everybody hates Frank. It's like, do you remember uh, those memes? And this is when like memes like first started coming around. It was like Bad Luck Brian. Yeah. <laughs> bad yeah. Luck Frankie. I sit there and I'm like, it's not Bad Luck Brian, man. <laughs> It could be bad luck, Frank, in a lot of situations. <laughs> yeah, because there was I tell the story sometimes I didn't get to go to many leaf practices, but there was one where I saw it. And then this guy in a leaf jersey comes out and he just does the saddest line to line skate of all time. And it was you <laughs> oh, yeah. because you were the, I think, lone healthy scratch at the time. What what was that whole saga like? Because y- you seem to keep good morale you were always positive with the media well i mean like listen at the end of the day you're in a very privileged position you're playing in the nhl um so few so few people get to do that so you can't like you can't complain um but at the same time i don't think i was mentally equipped to go through that kind of situation at the age of 22 and 23 Mm. um you know i feel like those are kind of you just you just want to play. You just want to be run, you know, running wild on the ice and figuring out what your identity as a player because it changes throughout the years. And like you know, if you go from junior to your first couple years pro, and as you progress, you you go through like this transformation. And I mean, no one comes off the top of my head right now, but if you look at players throughout their careers, they might have come in as this offensive guy or whatever, and then they change. They have to find new identities and. The only way you do that is by playing. You don't do that by uh, practicing for 35 minutes a day and then, you know, morning skate, bag skate. So I think that was the hardest part for me is like that, that not loss of identity, but I guess it was a loss of identity. Like, you know, I, I couldn't even answer at the time, like what kind of player I was because you're not playing. What do you know? You don't know if you're offensive, if you're defensive, or if you're a good transition guy anymore. You're like, it's been so long. It's been so inconsistent. And I just don't know what what I really am as a player anymore. I know I can do it, but it's it's a it's a mental thing, right? It's a mental hurdle. And I think a lot of people forget Frank because when you were picked up by the Leafs, I believe it was it was either it was a trade or waivers. It was I, I can't you probably remember waivers. better than we. It was waivers. waivers? Yeah. Waivers, so yeah. the thing was they picked him up because Frank had great great stats, great advanced stats. And, and you were really young. It was almost like uh, Victor Mete yeah. sort of situation, like a rare situation. And a, and a yeah, lot of... I, was, I, was, I had just finished my second year pro. Right. And yeah. people were like, well, this is great. Young defenseman, you come in, you play 39 games. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good start. And so what's interesting is that front office didn't want to lose Frank, right? Because they couldn't, they couldn't send him down because he would have been claimed on waivers by somebody else. But we in obviously theory. know... What's in theory. In theory, yeah, in yeah. theory. But I think, I think, I mean, obviously you played again, so it had to have happened. But then, um, but then, so, so you couldn't go down and play with the Marlies unless you'd been like on a conditioning stint. 
And then beyond that, the coach, the head coach or the coaching staff or whatever, and I don't want to uh, push too hard on that, but but honestly, it was it just seemed like they were like, we're not interested and we're just going to keep going with the group that we have. Yeah. That's pretty much. <laughs> and so this he, is, pretty, he summed it up pretty well. well yeah. And and that's and so it's interesting about that mindset, Frank. And I'm not saying this because I want to uh, drum up probably what had to be a pretty tough part of your career, but like um, when you talk about I don't know what I am anymore, you make it to the NHL and then you don't know what you are anymore. That is intense. So how did you sort of start to rediscover it? I know that obviously you had a couple years as the Leafs. There was the free Frank Corrado movement. But then you move on to the Penguins organization. Did you start to feel a little bit more comfortable there? Uh, yes and no. Like I, I actually, it was it was great for me to obviously get to a place where I could play. Like you know, because I had cleared waivers, so I could go play in Wilkes-Barre. And I think Pittsburgh at the time probably wanted to give me a look to kind of see what they had traded for. Um, so I, I feel like I was kind of getting my footing, and um, <laughs> they, and then it's like so. That actually, from Pittsburgh on, makes Toronto seem like a bit of a, a walk in the park, to be honest with you, because that's when I started this just parade of injuries that, mm -hmm. you know, obviously it probably didn't advertise and stays out of the media because it's at a lower level. But um, it was, you know, we can get to that later for sure, but it was like a little invigorating to kind of just be free for lack of a better term and, <laughs> yeah. just, and just play you know just go and play did the Leafs ever say anything to you on when you were when you were traded uh like did Kyle do like was it Dubas who was the manager at that no, time I think it would have been Lou so it would have been because uh, I was at the, I was with the Marlies so Kyle would have called me uh, right. um yeah so uh, the way it went, worked was I was in with the team in Boston when they put me on waivers and then Lou called me in for a meeting and he told me and he had nice things to say. Lou was always great that way. Um, and then I got down to the Marlies and Kyle pulled me in for a meeting and he said, actually, I have a ton of respect for Kyle. Um, just, I mean, just for the way he handles all his players. But, you know, for me personally, he's, he was like incredible. But, and it's kind of starts with at this moment for me when he kind of just brings me in and says, listen, he goes, you've been under this like weird microscope for yourself, for the team. And he goes, you know, we can tell when you come down on conditioning stints, you know, maybe you're a little hesitant. You don't want to make mistakes. Um, and you're, you're just, you're thinking a lot. He goes now, he goes, just play, carry the puck, play with the puck, do what you need to do to, to, to be yourself as a player. And I left that meeting feeling really good because he had basically just said like, Hey, it, it, it is what it is. We're here now, but just go do what you need to do. And that was a great, you know, that was great. And probably like a week and a half later, I had played some pretty good hockey and I was traded to Pittsburgh. And um, I had got a call from Kyle just saying, listen, best of luck. And yeah, we'll be following you down. Oh. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it went down. It's always interesting to hear somebody's unfiltered version of their former boss no matter what you do, right? So, you know, when you talk about Lou, got good things to say about Lou. What was your impression of Lou Lamorello? You said, I mean, we all we all have this thing. He's almost got a, a, a Darth Vader with a conscience. Well, Darth Vader did have a conscience, but he's got this Darth Vader oh, yeah. sort of presence to him, right? And oh, yeah. uh, what was he like to sit across the table from? 
Yeah, it was fine. You know, like I think he could talk to you on a personal level. I think when when you're in a group situation and lose a round, there can be a little uh, tension because people understand what his expectations are and kind of his demeanor. But like when you talk to Lou one on one, like you can get you can get a joke out of him, you can get a smile out of him. He probably doesn't want me saying that, but I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. He's like, he's pretty he's a nice guy to talk to, and um, you know, I I always appreciated dealing with Lou. I, I always thought he was, he was more than fair. And um, yeah, things probably didn't go the way we want, but, and I don't know what's said behind closed doors either, but I can only speak to whatever face-to-face experiences we had, I had with him and, and they were, they were pretty good. Now you got to be with the team when it was on the up, right? It started to sort of swing up when you were there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to know what your impressions of young Austin Matthews, young Mitch Marner, young William Nylander were. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, I remember that training camp in Halifax. Um, the first, I mean, the first, I think I was in because they separate the groups, right? You got like group one, group two, and then you have like your group three of guys that are kind of villains. So I think I was in the group with Marner. And so I was on the ice with him every day. I was like, this guy's going guy's to be good this year. Like, he, I was thinking, like, this guy could get 50 points this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, this first this guy can get fifty points. Like he's he's good. And then so usually play your exhibition games with your group, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking, like, okay, every time this guy's on the ice, try and look for him. You know, like if, if you can. And uh, they were super impressive. And then at some point in training camp, you kind of do like this flip flop or like morphing of the two groups. So then you get in a group with Matthews, and I was like, this guy can fire the pill. Like <laughs> you know, even back then, just, right? Like, yeah, he was just so big. Like an eighteen-year-old kid to be built that way was—he was—he was big and and strong and and um and he could move so well. He was so agile, so mobile. So I would like—I mean, no one expected him to score four goals in his first game, but right. I wasn't surprised. Like I remember being at that game in Ottawa when he he scored the first one, and I was like, yeah, that's that's not a surprise. I mean, the next three were, you know, <laughs> caught, caught me off guard, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable to see those guys come in and have so much confidence right away. Jeez. I have, I have two fan questions I wanted to get to from our discord community. One was pertaining to the Leafs. So I think it applies here. Uh, Congord asked, what is one player perk you really enjoyed while playing with the Leafs? Something that other teams didn't have that the Leafs had in their system. Great question. I don't know about if it's something the Leafs have that the other teams don't have. I could probably two right off the top of my head. One thing the Leafs have that the other teams don't have, I'll tell you right now, is their pregame meal, the pasta sauce, the rosé sauce. Nonna, I hope you're not listening, but it's it's like it's right up there with like Nonna's. You know, it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> is, incredible. Is that in the restaurant underneath the the stands? Yeah, yeah. So we all eat pregame meal down there in like I think it's called the Platinum Lounge. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would do I would do sick things for some of that, like a plate of like linguine with that that rosé sauce. Ooh. Oh, so you do Man. carb load before a game? Well, I mean, you take it easy, you know. You can't go crazy, but like it got to the point. Like I'm not gonna lie, like it got to the point where I knew, like I probably wasn't playing that. I knew I wasn't playing that game, and I probably wasn't playing in the foreseeable future. Like there was a there was a pile of pasta that would it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had just. 
<laughs> like think about it i had just done a workout and then skated bag skated for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. I'm like yeah i'm crushing this pasta <laughs> i need something i need something to hang on to here you know yeah yeah well and what was the other thing you said so the the, the rose yeah, sauce so the was other number thing one. is like every team has like a team services guy so basically this guy is your go-to guy now i'm not going to call him a concierge because that's like he does way more than that but like restaurant reservations like if, if you just need certain things and like you know you're not in the nhl anymore when you make dinner reservations on open table okay uh, that's when you know you go on open table and you type in two people 7 p.m <laughs> yeah we can't we can't fit you in but back when you're in the nhl you call team services guy hey uh can we get to this restaurant at 7 p.m for two people Yep, no problem. Done. You're in. Like, oh wow. Probably night of too. Yeah, like not night of. Like two hours before. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's, That's cool. Cra- uh, what was the other and question? And then the other question comes from Ada. Uh, they say they've been wondering this for about nearly seven years, and they can't find video coverage of it anywhere. In an early season Leafs game. You jumped into the press box to avoid a too many men penalty. And then, if they're not mistaken, crawled along the boards to the bench. <laughs> did this happen or did they imagine this? Like where the color commentator is? Yeah. Like where Ray Ferraro goes? Yeah. You is jumped the, into that? Is this true? I don't, I don't remember, but it sounds like something that, that I would do for sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to take that. I don't want to take the too many men penalty. I have enough issues staying in the lineup as it is. You think I'm going to take the too many men penalty? <laughs> uh, hey, Frank. Jump uh, on the other team's bench and, cr- and climb across. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you played with Morgan Riley, just signed his big extension. Can yeah. you tell us what Morgan's like? Yeah, he's he's a great guy. He's obviously turned into like a, a big leader for that team. And, um, you know, he's obviously been there a long time and, um he's great like he's just got this this great demeanor this kind of calming presence and um you know he's a he's a fun guy to hang out with and and be around with the team and um i think he embodies a lot of what it is to be a maple leaf in this day and age and you know in his his involvement in the community and what he brings to the table on the ice and and his kind of uh his his whole work ethic and i think he's you know the fact that he's going to be there long term and you know, potentially finish his career as a Leaf is, I think he's the perfect guy to, you know, to kind of take on that, that responsibility, you know, being here long term. I think it's, I think it's great. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's great. I've always wondered this about guys. Cause you grew up a Leafs fan. Yeah. 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 Big time. Yeah. So I've always wondered about guys who come here and I don't want a blanket statement, say your experience was negative, but you were scratched a lot. Um, are you still, a Leafs fan. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would say that since I've been playing in Europe, I probably have a little more of that back. Uh, when I was playing in North America, not like, no, because you're always affiliated with a, a different franchise and you're, you're kind of still in that realm. But I think just being in Europe, I find myself more interested in, in how the Leafs are doing or even just following, um, following up more i mean now that i'm home i'm watching pretty much every game um so it's nice to kind of see it from that point of view um so it is it is a little different though when you grow up and then you go through the junior ranks and the pro ranks and that kind of like it kind of falls by the wayside because you're you're just heavily into it right and then um but yeah i don't know like i don't see myself cheering for any other team when hockey's done 
you know so um as time goes on we'll see well and and i mean at one point you did play your first game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like you did, you did, you got to do that. You got to live the dream that we all grew up wanting to do. Do you remember that night? Do you remember like were your parents there? Uh, like, do you, wh- what do you remember about that first game, putting on that jersey for the first time and going, "I'm actually suiting up for this. This is really going to happen." Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was cool. We had a, a ton of people because I had I probably known a day or two before that I was going to play. So we had a ton of people in the stands. Um, and yeah, it was cool to just finally pull the jersey over and say like i'm actually gonna play a game tonight like it's going it's going on the record and you kind of like i don't know if anyone ever any other hockey guy does this but like sometimes you get to like certain certain milestones in your career and you kind of look at you like yeah no one could take this one from me you know like this one's this one's legit it's in the book so Mm -hmm. um that was kind of the feeling i had and you scored a goal do you remember that not your first game yeah do you remember your goal yeah 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 for sure for sure it was like it was a backhand on freddie Freddie Anderson. I think I teased him about it the next year, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty I probably cool. Should, I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> like Freddie, like Freddie's, Freddie's the best. Freddie's the nicest guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, like do it in practice or something like that, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I do remember it was just a backhand off the pad, and um, I remember that game being pretty good. I remember like I played that half, that second half of the season after we had tr- made all those trades. I was playing, but I was I was like, couple games would be good, couple couple games would be pretty poor. It was just so inconsistent. So I just remember that game sticking out as like a game where everything kind of came together pretty good. So what what's that like? Because Babcock kind of straight up said uh, after his time with the Leafs, like, well, the mission that year was to finish last, and we did. What what is it like to get all that playing time, and you think you're doing individually well, but you know the mission of the team is not to do so well after all the trades at the devil. Yeah. I don't know that. I hate that. I hate that quote. You know, it's it's so, it's so weird because you have players in that room who don't necessarily want to lose. I understand as an organization, it's, it's, it's what you need to rebuild. Obviously getting Austin is incredible. Um, But it just makes me wonder about the, just, just the way, like, the way you communicate with guys, uh, the the tactics you do. Okay, so like, were you trying to like, were you trying to do things to throw players off so they wouldn't play well, or did you genuinely give your best to the players so they could be good players, but we just weren't good enough and and we ended up coming in last place. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it it screwed me up as a Leafs fan because I always want them to win but I knew they had a really good shot at the first overall pick. And I was looking at a guy like you would have been part of that team where Colin Greening was scoring at the best pace of his entire career. And I was like, (laughs) dude, you're going to screw this up for all of us. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, like guys are getting an opportunity and they're like, Oh, I want to play in the NHL. Like I want to do well, get my next contract. And you know, it's high, it's high stakes for the players. Um, I understand it's high stakes for the organization. Not saying it was the wrong move. It's actually a, it's the best thing that could have happened for, for the organization. Um, but, you know, every player in the room wanted to do well. Like, there wasn't guys just saying, like, yeah, I'm going to mail it today. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. everyone on like, the ice is trying to win like, every game. Yeah, like, no one's sitting there tying their skates, looking at the guy next to him and be like, what a mail job I'm going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no one's saying that's ridiculous. Like, everyone wants to win. Like, guys leave the rink 
even in that situation, guys leave the rink pissed because we lost. Uh, it's just is what it is. So, so okay. So you're 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 at home now, getting healed up. Do we know? Are, are you allowed to talk about when you think you'll be ready to go? Uh, I you know what? It's kind of not that it's touching. Not that it's touch and go. I, I would hopefully in the new year sometime, sometime okay. early in the new year is kind of my goal. I'm just kind of well trying the, to get because yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's all good. Like I have the hip, and then. Just my knee has been the biggest issue, you know, because I had uh, ACL reconstruction back in 2018. And then I had when I was playing with the Marlies in 2019, I had a quadriceps tendon uh, issue with that knee as well. So that's kind of been the biggest hurdle, the the thing I always have to kind of maintain and and take care of the most. And um, so now just add the hip on that. But, you know, it's making progress one day at a time. If um. If the least, because we've seen uh, like Josh Hosang lightening up in the AHL, it seems like he's really found us a spot. Um, if the if the Leafs ever called again and said, "Hey, we you know we want to bring you back, put you on the put you on the Marlies, and you know there's another shot," because if you're on the Marlies, you have a shot at the Leafs, right? Is that something yeah. you'd ever go back to? Because obviously you did it before, but yeah, yeah, oh for sure. But I mean, that's not that it's to say it's wishful thinking, but it, it would it would you know it would be awesome. It would be really cool. I could tell you, I can, I don't know, I'll share, share it with you. When I came back to the Marlies in 2018 after my ACL, um, that was totally out of the blue. Like mm. just, um, so I had got cleared and, and my agent was kind of reaching out to teams to see if there was any interest out there. And he came back to me, he goes, you'll never believe who wants you to go. <laughs> I said, who? He goes, uh, he goes, the Leafs. I said, what? He said, <laughs> he said, well, he goes, I got a call from Kyle and he said the Marlies need a defenseman and he'd be willing to have you with the Marlies and he'll give you either an NHL contract if you want or an AHL contract if you want. It's really up to you. Wow. And um, I remember thinking, okay, this is unbelievable. And obviously another factor that goes into that is the Leafs are, have a gajillion dollars. So it was obviously a great fit that way too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, call it call it for what it is, right? Like if you're getting offers for less than half, and then obviously the Leafs or Marlies call you, it's obviously piques your interest. So no, but I had a, a conversation with Kyle, and and he basically said he goes, listen, if you want to be on an AHL contract because you know who the coach is, and you're probably, you know, you you know what that situation is, we can keep you on an AHL contract. And if you play well and another NHL team wants to sign you, we'll let you go. No problem. But it would be great to have you with the Marlies. And um, we, we, we'd like to give you this opportunity. Wow. So I thought, yeah. So, I mean, like that, I just think that's incredible. I, I don't think too many executives in the league think that way, but I think that's a testament to Kyle and, and the job or, or how he treats people in the organization. Follow-up question. Have you ever been to Newfoundland and would you like to? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never been. Um, but um, yeah, I get I get where you're going with that. <laughs> Just yeah. throwing it out I there. Know. I just I yeah. don't know who listens. GMs. I'm yeah. trying to be your yeah. agent. I'm not as good as Alan Walsh, but I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I listen to his show though. So I learn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been out there, but I heard it's I heard it's great and I heard the people are incredible. Yeah. Oh, they're so yeah. good. Well, <laughs> yeah. listen, Frank, we've taken up enough of your time here yeah. for now. Uh I hope you'll come back. 
because I feel like we didn't even get the chance to ask you about the Canucks or you getting drafted or any of that stuff. Um, yeah, they're pretty bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know the conversation. We got, is like. we got lots of stuff to talk about. Impressions. We can get to that at some point. Oh, oh. let's okay. We got to. Yeah. Can we do the impression thing now? Because I, I sort of did promise it. And I, I told, to be honest, I told CJ there was an 86% chance I was going to do an impression today. Okay, all right. But go, Okay, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. No, no, I'm, I I need to, like, Steve needs to do it. Like, we need a yeah. setup. Mm-hmm. I can't just... I'll do I it first. Just... So hold up, hold up. Just okay. so everybody yeah. is clear here. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you know, Frankie, you've been, you've been such a class act given what happened to you in Toronto. And we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but it, we would be remiss if we did not have an, a Mike Babcock impression off. So uh, Frank told me on text that he does a mean Mike Babcock impression. We know Steve does one. So who wants to go first? And then we're going to let the audience decide. Oh, Steve goes first. I'll, Steve I'll goes go first. first. Okay, yeah. all right. And then I'll, I'll let you humble me. Because, well, Frank, you know, I used to think I did a pretty good one. And you're doing all the right things. You know, you eat right, you act right, you skate right. And guess what? You're sitting again tonight there, bud. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's great um, how long did that take you to, to, to get right it took uh, well you know i i just try to act right and eat right and do my impression right and good things will happen how's that <laughs> oh that's great always how's that at the end yeah, always oh man yeah so this is this one this one always came out i don't know if you remember this one so um you know, he's a good man, uh, comes from a good family. And, um, you know, we, we like his work ethic and uh, he starts on time. And uh, those are those are big components to being a Toronto Maple Leaf on my team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But Loved it. The ridiculous thing, and I don't want to take any more of your time, but like the ridiculous thing, what if, like, what does all that mean? Like, <laughs> like, oh, They're just words. Comes, comes from a good fan like how do you know and what if he what if he doesn't you gonna treat him differently? Like, do you know his dad what, what if he's a good person like, despite his circumstances right? it's un, it's unbelievable wow. frank what if he doesn't? <laughs> frank man what a, what a pleasure this has been and the only reason we're cutting you off is because we're running out of showtime would you come back yeah yeah let's oh, do it okay so maybe we'll come, we'll have you back maybe before the end of the year. Yeah. I'd love to get your takes on like things that are happening now too in the game. Like you're you're amazing. You're a great storyteller. So much fun. This was great. So thank you for for your time today, man. You were just a, a real pleasure to talk to and get to know. Uh no worries. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. So uh, I I do think we need to talk about this. I know everybody's talking about the Oilers and everybody's talking about the Canucks. The Oilers on fire and have the best two players in the world probably the Canucks on fire and are sinking fast but the Calgary Flames start is getting lost I'm I'm all on board the Calgary Flames and McDavid didn't even get a point yesterday Bart (laughs) Bart. (laughs) what a bum yeah yeah pretty uh pretty sucky I would say the the thing I think they between Markstrom and uh Bladard I think they have seven. Vladard. Vladard. I think they have six or seven shoutouts in their first 19 games. It's really dumb. Well, and you know, here's how good McDavid is, right? Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about the Flames, but here's how good Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are. The Calgary Flames are doing the smart thing, hilariously, and that's 
handpicking a team specifically to go up against Connor McDavid. Why do you say that? But they have Daryl Sutter as the coach. There's yeah. number one. They spent all their money in free agency on Blake who Coleman. over the past couple of years? Blake Coleman, Blake Coleman, Chris Tanev. Chris Tanev. So a defensive-minded forward with Stanley Cup pedigree, a uh, defenseman with historically good numbers, and Jakob Markstrom, who is just a really good goalie. You're, you're seeing why the Canucks made it to the second round, by the way, uh, during the COVID yeah. Cup. Well, they should have never even got to the playoffs. No. Like, shouldn't have come close. But he was MVP caliber, so good that season. So that's what they're doing. The I don't know if this is still the case, but the Calgary Flames top line has not been scored on. At five on five. At five on five. Yeah. So, and who is that? That's, I think, Lindholm, Gaudreau, and is it Coleman? Yeah, it should be. Hilarious. That's hilarious. The what what Sutter has done just in terms of a scheme to for their defense to shut down any opposing offense, it's been unbelievable. Like it's what he does. They're as good as any team in the National Hockey League, and they're winning in a way that should translate to the playoffs. Because that's the main criticism about Edmonton. Like they're they're off to this unbelievable start, but it was like, How are they gonna win in the playoffs when you can't run and gun? It's the old it's what Torts was yelling on TV. And hey, shut up. The old just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up because you're not going to win. But the, from that crowd, the the old man who's <laughs> yelling about teams scoring goals too much, they can't complain about the Calgary Flames. Well, like, the Flames just win by shutting teams down, and it's it's wonderful to see. And like Daryl Sutter teams, I, I know I'm going to make a few fans probably lose their mind by saying this, but they're not really known for necessarily being dirty. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like the I think of the 2012 Kings and the 2014 Kings who won – Yes, I'm sure there were moments, but in the playoffs, they're mostly known for just being super duper heavy and hard to deal with. I'm sure Dustin Brown is no angel. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be clear, but there wasn't antics, though. Not a lot. Remember, not a lot. Like to compare the two champions who both had a good uh, a good time preventing goals. You take the 2011 Bruins versus the 2012 Kings who won the very next year. The Bruins had a ton of antics, ton of antics. Um, but Daryl Sutter makes defensive teams the way America makes apple pie. Like this is just, they nailed it. It's our thing. It's what we do. Now I was skeptical of this because I feel like I called this at the time when they hired him, because I was like, why would you do this unless you were Taylor making a team to go up against Connor McDavid? It took a little while, but they got there. This is the team. And it took their guy showing up because for yeah. for a while last year, it looked like it was going to be hell for um, their big names like Kachuk and Lindholm that it was time to move on from them. And eventually they showed up this season and then they got a special little spark from Mangiapane, who's been on a complete roll. Wow. And that first line, just to correct ourselves, uh, oh, Goudreau, Lindholm and Kachuk. Second line is the Coleman, Backlund, Mangiapane line. That is the most Sutter line I've ever heard. Yeah. Coleman, Backlund, Mangiapane. And Monahan, that the, That's the most them. And Monahan, who I've been screaming about for how long, is on the third line. Yeah, it looked like you needed to move Monahan and Lindholm and Kachuk, but this year, everybody's stepping up. It's a great team, buddy. Yeah. It's a great team. Yeah, winning solves a lot of those problems, doesn't it? Yeah, a, a little bit. But, like, so much went wrong for them mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put all my chips in the... Teams that had a bad COVID year that should bounce back. 
I put all my chips in Dallas. Uh, whoops. <laughs> I, I should have put them in Calgary. I, I put a lot in Dallas, too. I put a lot in Vancouver. That was, that was my team. I was surprised by that pick. I was. I remember They had surprised. all the pieces. I think Steve and I had them in a playoff spot, and then you had them, I think, just out in did the I? previews. Yeah. I don't remember if Shame I did. They it. shouldn't be this bad, for God's sake. Right. And, like, yeah. when, when Calgary was going through the thing when they got, like, Lucic from Edmonton, and they're making all those deals, and we were screaming, oh, what are you doing? And then now it's kind of worked out. We're just kind of on the fourth line. Nobody really notices that he's still there. Well, That's- and you get a guy like Daryl Sutter. Hey, Milan. Yeah. Uh, how much you weigh? Uh, 240. All right, go out there and do that. And now he's the perfect <laughs> guy for their fourth line on their team. Yeah, when you hit the ice, I want you to continue to weigh 240 and do that for about 45 <laughs> seconds and come to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, speaking of that, that kind of play, Kyle Clifford rejoins the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight in Los Angeles, uh, I, except for the fa- you know the skill part. Listen, <laughs> I don't understand right what's going on. I could, okay. I wanted to understand because I figured you might understand. Jesse, do you understand? No, Steve, you had a great thing on this. We touched on it like two shows ago when you mentioned in the LFR about Clifford and how he has to come up and all that stuff. And, and then now I mean, he's I got, here. I got why. Yeah, well, well, I was listening to uh, CJ and Julian. Uh, CJ going, well, there's no burning need to bring Clifford up. Yeah. He plays two games with the Marlies, doesn't get a point, and he's back. Here he is. Like, I'm not anti-Clifford. I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Why do you hate Kyle Clifford? The motive here. Well, so I was trying to... You're to answer that question. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was trying to figure out the, the motive here because they were carrying what didn't make sense to me. So the team just flew all the way to LA mm-hmm. and they landed. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Clifford, I don't know if he left with them. I assume he did. So they fly all the way to LA. They get on the ice. Joey Anderson, if unless I have this wrong, is there with them. How long is the flight to LA? Uh, Five, six hours? Probably a little less, but yeah, something like that. He skates, and they fly him all the way back. Because they, they sent Joey Anderson back down. Unless it was a paper transaction, and they're calling him back up today. That might have been the case. It could have been because, like, I was thinking, geez, that's kind of a dick move. And what <laughs> what I haven't been understanding, so they would have had three extras because Semyonov is still with the team. There's Anderson and there's Clifford. And I was like, is this a cap thing where you need to be, the closer you are to the cap, the more LTIR relief you get? Who the f- who wrote that rule? And what is the purpose of it? I don't know. Is what I you would have to ask to Brandon Pridham. I would. In Kyle Dubas's ugly office. The salary cap, which is designed to get you to spend less money, there's incentive to spend more. There's a rule where there's incentive to spend more. And, like, this isn't a case of you had a team, guys got hurt, so you're screwed. This is you actively going, all right, let's call up guys who make more money. Yeah. No, I, I was also wondering from a from a, like a play perspective here, because Kyle Clifford apparently is going to play. He's going to play number where number 43 which is going to be really weird. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. How, um, how dare he? But is it to the point of the season, the Leafs are doing okay. They're fine. Like They're doing fine, right? So if you're Sheldon Keefe, do you look at this opportunity and go, okay, we are second in the division, given that Florida's played two more games, but we're second in the division, 13 and six, looking okay. 
why don't we just rotate some guys in a la Joey Anderson and Kyle Clifford to see what we have? Because they can send Clifford back down no problem because he already cleared waivers. I should also say it makes sense for the Leafs to have extra guys on this road trip on account of they're really far away. Yes, of course. But And of course, they're going to give him his start in Los Angeles where he used to play, whatever. But like, when it comes to the playoffs, we know depth's a big thing. And if you're not playing... Like, if you're Joey Anderson, you didn't play last year for the Leafs, I don't think. Do you play at all? Maybe a small handful. Is that enough when playoffs come around to come in and feel comfortable? And it's like, what What does does it hurt them to sit Simmons for a game, rest Simmons for a game? They already have. Yeah, he's yeah. at last weekend, it was. Mm, it was at some point. Recently. Or Spezza or whomever, right? Does yep. it hurt them to do that? I mean, the top three lines are, are doing pretty well. It's okay. It's okay. Um... Kyle Clifford comes in and plays three, four games on a road trip. It's no big deal, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to... It's really a nothing thing, but I'm trying to extrapolate. What's the strategy? What is the strategy? Well, and also, Mikheyev is not far from coming back. I get that impression. So... Where's he going to fit? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, right? Like, So who's getting pitched out the door? Richie. Well, early returns, <laughs> say, Engvall, because he's the one getting pushed down. But it's so weird because that line has done so well for them. Yeah. And I like, by the way, I liked Richie against the Islanders. I thought he was really good. Looked like a good uh, good role for him. Yeah. So I guess it's just the Joker breaking a pool cue over his knee and Sheldon Keefe's going, we're having tryouts. Hmm. But I think we're getting a very quick answer here. The Leafs did not get Kyle Clifford just to be depth. I think they think he can play. Are the lines out? Uh, I can check uh, daily face off. Probably not because it's nine ten in the morning. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. LA time. I can I just say as someone who covers hockey, I hate the California road trip. <laughs> I know, me too. I hate it. I never get to watch them. Mm. Jesse, you'll get to watch them, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. Lucky tonight. guy. So it's Engvall, Spezza, Simmons, Richie, Kampf, Kasha. Yeah, it's all the same. So we don't know yet. Yeah, that'll change. By the way, here's how messed up I am. Did you see my stupid tweet yesterday where I was like, oh, tonight's game. I thought the Leafs were playing yesterday. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't know because they don't often play Wednesday, Friday. Right, it's, right. It's screwing me up because there's no Saturday game mm-hmm. this week and there's no watch a Leafs game with Steve Dangle because that's only on Saturdays. What are you going to do? Uh, sleep. You should sit in your basement and talk to no one. Just pretend you're doing a live stream. Go through the like a like you're doing a walkthrough. Wow, no Saturday game. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. No Saturday game. Or no Saturday game. you take that Saturday and you finally stream Red Dead. Yes. Oh, no. Well, Can you? A buddy. A buddy who lives out of town is having a birthday and he happens ah. to be Boo. in town and I have Saturday off. Boo it's so man. rare. No. Boo this man. You don't get to boo me. You've yeed your last haw. All right. <laughs> But I think about the Red Dead streams every day. We're gonna do them. We're gonna I, do so. Them. My my. I've been in the be, Discord. I'm gonna do Far Cry. Oh yeah, I love Far Cry. Far Cry Six is unbelievable. It's don't so do it at the same time as me. Good. I won't. Right. We can run multiple streams at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But we won't. Should I get a PS5? Yes. All right. Because here's what we can do too: is the three of us could buy like the golf game, the PGA game, and we could just golf against each other on a live stream from our houses. Uh. uh. It'd be fun. Golf is never fun at at all, ever. <laughs> I hate golf. Jesse loves golf. I do love golf. And I like golf. 
Do you like golf or do you like driving ranges? No, I like golf. Golf. Like oh. Driving ranges are fun. You get to do stuff. Golf is for the most part walking. No, it's or not. driving around in your it's golf. Just, you don't play golf. Like, no. I don't, <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not listening to your opinion. Okay, like, you're, like you're talking right now, and I'm hearing because you don't play golf. So why you can't tell me? Oh, I hate golf. You don't do it. No, but I'm bad at <laughs> hockey and I'm bad at golf. But I have fun being bad at hockey. I don't have fun being bad at golf. When was the last time you played golf? Uh, in the summer, I did play. Uh, you played uh, 18 holes. Yeah. When? Uh, I, I don't remember. The, it was for uh, my brother-in-law's bachelor party. This summer, yes. Okay, okay, and then eighteen holes. And this was your first time in how long? Uh, since probably the last summer. Okay, okay. Yeah, you don't you don't golf regularly. No, it's not it's not a thing. It's not a habit. It's not an activity you would you do and enjoy. So I, I, it doesn't really matter that you hate it. Jesse's very passionate about <laughs> Jesse golf. Jesse did one very day. Defensive. I like golf. I, I thought I thought it was really sweet because one day Jesse, like you know, we were all chatting on the phone. And, you know, you don't ever get to hear Tender Jesse on this show. Ever. Ever. But Tender Jesse does come out from time to time. And Tender Jesse said, um, guys, uh, if we ever get to that point, we were talking about something with the, the STPN. Do you think that we can we can golf together in the summers? I would love to. Yes. And I was that'll be a thing you do. I was so touched. I was ready it. to go oh, out yeah. and buy, I was ready to spend two grand on, on golf clubs right there. <laughs> I was so touched. I was like, yes, absolutely. My friend, I love you. I, uh, golf is very it's 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 a sport uh, golf is great because it's a sport you can grow with as you age like i golf with my dad my dad's nearly 70 now he's like 68 or something like that and oh, it's it's a so thing close. it's a thing you can do throughout your whole life and it's it's a very it's it's like you said it's a lot of walking but it's, it's you're outside it's a great activity and it's not hard it's um once you get the hang of it once you get a decent at it you find it really enjoyable and um yeah so i don't i don't know why you would hate on something well, that's such a nice activity that you can grow with over the course of your entire lifetime you can golf with somebody who's 15 and golf with somebody who's 80 and you're having the exact same experience the exact same skill level mm -hmm. i here's what i do like about golf or, or here's here's what pisses me off about golf the golfing interrupts my good time because i do like <laughs> hanging out with everyone and i apply hockey logic to when i'm golfing i'm i'm glue guy I'm, I make sure everyone's having a good time and having a great mood. I'm the grocery stick. Yeah. I know I, I have, I don't offer much to the team in terms of skill. So I got to be funny. <laughs> so every golf, golf day, I'm on my A game. Uh -huh. I have two beers quick. And then I, and then I try to ride that for a while. I love this. Yeah. Yes. I would think great things. Keep no, going. No, no, so I'd be, you'd have fun golfing with me. Yeah. But you'd be like, Steve, it's your turn. And I'd be like, Ugh, okay. And I would get out there and I would do that. And then I would get back to my good time. No, you need to take like, well, I'll get you to take lessons with. Uh, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll take lessons. But oh, I got, if I ever have free I got time a good ever coach. again. Every 18 holes, I, I just crank the ball two or three times in that span. And it's like when when the team plug gets a goal, oh, everyone goes nuts. <laughs> so you, I think you would enjoy golfing with me, and I would enjoy golfing with you. But I do. It it takes so long. Eighteen holes. Is I so I usually play nine, and there's a good couple of twelve hole courses. Yeah, you you're really part. selling me and on you this. You could do a part right. three as well. I like would, you yeah, can go to like, like Dentonia, nah, nah. Dentonia the Dent in Scarborough. Uh, <laughs> play, play nine play holes. The, nah, play the Dent. Baby. Nine holes you can bang out in like two hours. Like nine holes is awesome yeah, if, you, you if you play quick. And then um, 
Yeah, like my phrase for my catchphrase for golf is always that um, golf is great because everyone is bad at golf. Like it's not you're not there to be good at it as you'll you'll definitely struggle like you do. But take a take like one lesson. You just get a swing down and be OK where you're hitting the ball confidently. You won't hit it well, but you'll hit it confidently and we'll walk around for two hours and have a couple of beers and have fun. Together. Do we have fun together? Or That's we, it. An entertaining group. No. I, I also want to play tennis with Jesse because I have been dying to take up tennis my whole life. I don't, I don't know about this segment about play sports with Jesse. I want to. I want to. Well, I want to play tennis. I, I want to play the sports they offer in Grand Theft Auto Five and none, none others. <laughs> tennis, golf. See, that's the other thing we could do if you got a PS Five is we could do a live stream and play Grand Theft Auto Five. Do they have Grand Theft Auto Five for PS Five? Yeah, yeah. You just poured it up. I streamed that it game for... came out like when we started the so, show. How do you think Jesse? I did? streamed it for the last like. Oh right, two that's months. off the PS Five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the P- Can we just talk about the launch of the PS Five being the strangest thing mm-hmm. in technology? Like, if I feel like a big deal wasn't made of it, I don't know who does and doesn't have it. It, they're hard to find and they cut production by a million units next how year. is it still hard to find it's been out forever and the no pandemic. one has it pandemic yeah they can't find the components like the yeah. chips or the, whatever the they chips, need to chips make chips in anything are a big deal so like there's trucks. a lot of cars yeah. or, or vehicle makers that people will tell you the 2019 version is better than the 2022 version and that is because the microchips that were available in 2019 are no longer available in those same quantities because so many of those factories have been shut down for so long so a lot of people like if you want to buy um, if you want to buy a, a Ford Mustang for instance, for instance if you want to buy just a, a straight up Ford Mustang fifty thousand bucks whatever it is um, they are either the same as they were in twenty nineteen but they take six months or they're not there are Porsche I believe downgraded their some of their systems um, like limited some of the offerings just because they can't. They can't get the parts. So same thing with PlayStation, right? And you would tell me the story over golf. I could tell you the story yeah, over golf. Yeah, this, this would be a great conversation while we're playing nine holes. Yeah. Like, that's a great in between. All right, we just, we drove the ball, and now we got we to gotta get to our ball. Mm-hmm. And you tell us the story. Totally. Yeah. It's just, it's stand-up. It's just stand-up. Yeah. In a forest. It's in like stand-up comedy. You mean? Yeah. No, oh well. No. Adam, <laughs> Adam's got to give me five minutes. <laughs> give me a tight then, five. Yeah. 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 Give me a tight five. We're at the then, comedy store. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. There it is. There it is. Well, I, know, I greatly enjoy doing activities. Uh, that's my favorite thing to do is do things, and uh, golf is one of them. And it's a very nice family sport. Okay. We have ten minutes to do the press conference, so let's do that. The presser. press conference before we get started here kevin armstrong just tweeted me and he doesn't know that we're recording the show at this moment and he said you guys did your sweater and your your hat and your hoodie or whatever that say hoodie when is the matching jock strap coming up jesse jock we are not releasing any jock straps he said so (laughs) avant-garde can you tell the story that you told us yesterday so about uh, what well so the first text adam and i got yesterday from you was a little after 10.30 in the morning and the merch was already on sale. You didn't tell us you were going to do it. You just did it. <laughs> and then you got a phone call. Yeah, so the the New Jersey Devils released their jersey jersey. We went over that plenty of time. Yep, yep. I released our, I call it our clothes clothes line. Like so that. that's, that's the new, that's the name of the collection. The collection is called clothes clothes because we sell a hoodie that says hoodie, sell a sweater that says sweater we sell a t-shirt that says t-shirt we sell a tote bag that says tote bag a hat 
a hat that says hat, the hat hat. You could buy the hat hat at sdpnshop.ca. <laughs> Go to sdpnshop.ca for all of the clothes, clothes collection, as well as many other goods from the SDPN network. So I put that up. I sent out the tweet. It gets a lot of retweets and a lot of favorites and people are laughing and having fun. And then some people start buying it. And then a lot of people start buying it. I'm like, oh, this is doing well. And then I get a call uh, to my cell phone from uh, TD Bank. And TD Bank says, hi, uh, is this Jesse Blank? And I'm like, yeah, this is me. And they're like, Sigh. And we're getting a lot of uh, processes from this company. It's like it's a website and it's coming through to your credit card. Uh, is this is this fraudulent? We're wondering if we should stop these payments. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 that's not. That's I didn't not know a fraudulent story. charge. It's it's we're with that's the credit card that's connected to our website. And that's how we process some of the transactions so we can pay our suppliers. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 this is all good. Please let it keep going through else we won't make any sense. They're like, OK, well, this is just the fraud department. We want to check. So, yeah, we received so many sales. <laughs> within like the first two hours that they thought uh, our website was being was fraudulent and that, that we were getting scammed because we got so many sales and because we need to pay every time there's a sale right. we need to pay to get the sale done and then all that stuff but yeah all the transactions TD Bank thought it was a fraud we were running a racketeering business did you expect <laughs> to sell any of these I thought no. it was just for a meme it's our it's our highest selling anything ever <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like we sold more. No, I don't, we maybe, I don't know if we sold more of these than like Dangle Navy tees, but maybe. This collection, it's been, it's been wonderful. It's been blowing up. You're amazing. Still all, going. That's great. Of you. All yeah. of you. Anyways, uh, let's do a press conference question. Also, I would just like to say I asked for none of that conversation on playing golf and tennis. It made me very uncomfortable. Why? It did? Let's, let's so spend less time and talking about me doing activities and more time on hockey. Mm. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm scared. I think Jesse's just uncomfortable talking about Jesse. Himself. <laughs> Press conference question comes from here. Um, who's one player from any team that you think is having a great season that's going under the radar? This is from Brit underscore one. They threw out uh, Oliver Clinton. Shillington. Shillington? Yeah, I know. So I've never read... Oliver Shillington's name. Out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh, man. This Kylington guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It's, yeah, he's having a really good breakout season. 18 points. You know who's not getting any love? Um, 12 points in 18 games. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. He's he's part of the, the Flames doing so well. Um, We see the Ducks and we're like, oh, yeah, there's this young, exciting team like Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry. Ryan Getzlaff's like a point a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three and a half million bucks. And he's supposed to be like, done. Like, he's supposed to be like, he should have already retired. And this dude's, I mean, he's only got the one goal, which is funny. But he's just racking up assists like it's nobody's business. So I'd, I'd say maybe him. Also, Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've made yeah. up our mind that he sucks. And like, maybe he's a product of being on a very good team, but... That didn't stop him in years previous. The, yeah, the Panthers were good and his numbers sucked. Remember that that Bobrovsky got Todd Richards fired with his play <laughs> and then proceeded to play lights out the rest of the year. And him, Bobrovsky, <clears throat> is a lot like Pecorine mm -hmm. in that uh, he would go good season, bad season, good season, bad season. And then he had two straight bad seasons and we're like, uh-oh, he's done. I saw a stat today that you guys are not going to like. Uh-oh. Jonathan Quick. 
has made a huge comeback in terms of stats this year as well. He has been, he's had a really good start. And okay. a lot of people have hated on Jonathan Quick for a long time. I've sort of teased the fact that it's like he's, you know, it, what is it? One good month, Andrew Berkshire always says. He's got one good month, and then he always, and then the rest of the year, he's okay. Uh, but he's been, he's had his one good month early minimum. Uh, he's been pretty damn good, and the Kings look like a different team. He was such a mutant, like in those two oh, Capras. Stupid. stupid. Such a mutant. I, uh, Phil Deneau has made such a difference on the Kings. Holy shit. Who's really helped Anzi Kopitar. There's another one sort of yeah. going on the radar, yeah. What a difference. It'll be fun to watch him up front uh, close. I don't think we're properly appreciating how good Manjapane's been. Um, because, like, okay, his point totals aren't mind-blowing, but he's got, like, 15 goals. Yeah. And uh, speaking of guys who are in double digits, uh, we were like, oh, man, he's got to do well this season or he's a bum. Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's he's got 10 goals. So I'd call that a bounce back Yep, yep. for him. And not bad on account of uh, Mark Shifley's been a nightmare. <laughs> Someone who's been, who got off to a really slow start, but has picked it up in the last, like, two weeks is uh, Kaprizov. He's looked yeah. like. Tell me uh, about it. He looks like the, he's worth the money in the last two weeks. It's yeah. been great. Shifley and Kaprizov are on my fantasy team. I, I I looked at my team and I'm like, it's this rules. You can almost everyone sucks. I just dropped Barzal. If a young what? wow, oh yeah, he's eight points or something, right? Dude, he's been brutal. Yeah, but the way that I <laughs> I have been every year. I'm too impatient. That's why I don't do fantasy. And the one year I'm patient, everyone just decided no. Actually, I'm bad. I'm just bad. I can pick that back up if I wanted. Yeah, but somebody else will first. It's not a big league. Like, keep that in mind too. So, like, I think that's a little much dropping bars all. I just I dropped Suzuki too. That one makes sense. Good pick. Good pick to not do well this year. I think the Habs are cooked. Damn it! Do you guys want another question? Yeah. Yes. Uh, They're cooked until Price is back. So this question is to bring up his unbelievable start. I believe he is fifth in the league in scoring. This is from GK G Keeley 30. Which would you rather have out of these two current players? Tavares, 11 mil, or Kadri, 4.5 mil? Oh my Kadri, the let's, longest uh, active point streak in the NHL. Yeah, let's pretend that uh, <sighs> circumstances are equal and you just get to sign either one today. Who are you taking? I think you're going with the younger player anyway. You know the answer, just don't make me say it out loud. <laughs> it's Kadri. They're the same draft year, aren't they? Are they? I don't think oh, yeah, they are. Nine, yeah. yeah. It was Tavares first, Kadri. Oh, you're right. I just see, I just yeah. see Kadri as younger. Why is that? I don't know. Um, the same age, because he yeah. gets suspended every playoff. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, listen. I, I I think if if you're trying to, I know there were some people throwing that stuff around on Twitter, and and to be honest with you, um, like I I get it. I completely get it. But I think you have to remember that, like, you haven't seen you haven't seen the same stuff with Tavares that you've seen with Kadri. And I say this as a big Nazem Kadri guy. You haven't seen the Nazem Kadri's good until something happens. And you can't tell me that there isn't a proven track record of that. And and I, I like it, the real people go, oh, this is scoring a lot. Remember, he got kicked out of the playoffs this year. Yeah. Like three months ago. Three out of four. And the one that he played, he was like one of the best Avs. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying, like, I would take Tavares. I would take Tavares. 
if the money was equal, if the term is equal, whatever, all things being equal, I'll take Tavares because it's a sure bet he's going to play. Because when Tavares gets kicked out of the playoffs, <laughs> it's not his fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm allergic to, to blows to the head, right? What's that quote from uh, Boy Devereaux? No, uh, Dean McCammon. Dean McCammon. Yeah, do you think you're prone to concussions? No, I think I'm prone to traumatic blows to the head. Mm-hmm. And great, it's not because, quote. again, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to rip on Nazem Kadri, but like, I mean, are we going to pretend that all three things didn't happen? And then you got people who are like, well, it shouldn't have happened. And the, and the punishment was too much and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Did it happen? It happened. Uh, you gotta let you gotta let Avalanche fans go hot and cold. And producer Drew gets his yucks in, and they've had a tough season. You know, yeah. kadri so, has been the bright light, and frankly, but I would say that like they should have won last year. Yeah, they should have gone to the conference final last year. Yeah, but then you say to him like, "How are you feeling in April?" And he's like, eh, "Shut up." Yeah. How Try you feel about those about those jersey number colors and those helmets? How do you feel about that? Oh, they unanimously. I'm not gonna dig into them for that. They I all am. they all hate it. They it's all enough. hate it. That's enough. Joe Sackick. Great. Put e- it back. Great EASHL team. <laughs> what is your... The current Colorado Avalanche. Oh, <laughs> they do look like that, don't they? Yeah. It's just something a little off. Yes. Yeah. Final question. This is for Adam. Uh-oh. It's from somebody named G20. Can I leave? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like, this isn't about me. I'm out. Me. <laughs> from G20 Summit. Uh, hey. Question for Adam. The Chris Johnson show is now one for 18 at staying within five minutes <laughs> of their 30 minute yeah. time limit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How does it feel to have Chris Johnson as your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Well, uh, for me, I mean, listen, like I told you, we've done this is our ninth season, eighth season. What are we at? We started in 13, but we started 14. Was it the 14, 15 season? I'm, I'm figuring it out. We've done this for a long time, is my point. And Chris is a busy man. And Julian's a busy man. Julian has 14 million podcasts. Like there, are, Actually, in fact, I heard a stat the other day. There are 3 million podcasts on Spotify. Julian is on 2,350,000 of them. And so both of them work extremely hard. And as I've said before, don't burn yourselves out in October, November, because when it gets difficult is February. And remember, we've got the Olympic stretch in there, and then we got to bullshit our way through an all-star game, which we're all going to pretend to like after the Olympics. <laughs> Nobody's going to like the all-star game. The Olympics are going to be amazing, and there's going to be two weeks of just whack. If, if they go. If they go. They're going to go. And then and then it'll be the all-star game, and we're all going to be like, fart. we got to pretend to like the all-star game, fart. I don't even know where it is. I don't either. I don't care. And uh, I've never really cared about the all-star game, though. It's nice for people locally, but like, I don't care. And so... And then we're going probably until mid-July next year. That's when free agency is supposed to be? Uh, On the early side of mid, yes. So it's like July 7th. No, no, free agency is like July 15th. Mm. Pretty sure. Is it, I'm I'm maybe thinking of the last day the Stanley Cup can be won. Okay, yeah, that's probably it. Hey, the All-Star game is in Vegas. Oh, okay, that'll oh, be that's fun. Pretty that'll cool. be that's fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. But all I'm saying is... On second thought. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. They can, they can, <laughs> he, Chris could be my daddy as long as Chris wants to be my daddy. I'm happy to have Chris do this, but it's a lot. No, and it's going to be a lot. Adam is a frequent listener of the Chris Johnston show. I'm here to tell you, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Let it's, them do the thing. It's a daddy. big conversation, a topic of conversation on their show that they're more than 30 minutes. It's a lot of fun. 
Then uh, every time they, they find a way to take a dig at Adam. Oh, and the reason we don't have the bell anymore, I think, is because of me. Because I messaged Jesse. I was like, that bell scared the shit out of me. I didn't know it was coming. What and bell? I was, the 30-minute so, oh, bell. bell? We should do the 30-minute bell. I can oh. bring it back. It's well, up it to was them. really loud, though, and scared me. I was <laughs> driving. You got rid of the 30-minute bell? It scared and me. And you didn't tell anyone. I was frightened. I wow. I was frightened. Okay, well, yeah, if you're wondering, Steve is tampering with all the other shows on the network. <laughs> yeah, in that I listen to them and go, this is very good. Um, but I want this change. <laughs> <laughs> what other changes have I asked for? Yeah, you're right. You're I don't, right. I no longer want to be frightened. So listen, <laughs> we've had an amazing time today. It's been fun. Thank you to Frank Corrado for coming on. That was great. And uh, we will be back Friday. And I think on Friday, what we're going to do. I'm going to make the guys do this. Mm -hmm. Your top three favorite national jerseys of all time. So Olympics, World Championships, World Juniors, whatever it is, just your three faves, any decade, any time. Any place. You got to pick them. Okay. All right. And we're going to describe them. Favorite international jersey. Yeah. International. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah okay, okay, cool. So we're so, doing that next episode. Um, these guys keep talking about their streams that never happen. Adam with F1 and Far Cry, Steve with Red Dead. But I actually do my streams. Been yes. doing it for months. Uh, this is the biggest one tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash SDPN Live. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete. Wow.